This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID, the smart choice for MDL implementations. Put citizens in control with Get Mobile ID, fully ISO compliant and UL certified for all transaction modes. Learn more at getgroupna.com. Welcome to AnvaCast, bringing news, information, and expertise to the Anva community. Now celebrating our 90th anniversary. Here's your host, Ian Grossman. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone. This week, I am joined by some friends from West Virginia. I'm joined by Everett Frazier, the commissioner of the West Virginia Division of Motor Vehicles, and John Springer, the director of vehicle programs. Gentlemen, welcome to the AmbiCast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So I've asked uh, them to join us today to talk a little bit about some of the initiatives that you've been undertaking in West Virginia as it relates to titles, particularly digitalization of titles and how it fits into this ever-growing conversation we have around the the future of e-title which we know is both emerging and, and happening quickly. Um, and Everett, you fairly recently joined the West Virginia DMV. You've been there now for how long? Going on four years now, Ian. Has it been that long already? Going on Man, four I think, years I now. I think COVID creates that time warp of, you know, you know, I still don't realize it's been that long. How about that? It, it's, 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 it's been that long. Trust me, it feels <laughs> that long. <laughs> And so when you came in, though, this was one of the earlier initiatives that I think you, you know, were excited to tackle, this idea of what, what can we do to modernize the way we title vehicles? You, you are absolutely right. And as with a lot of technology, uh, some of this was pandemic-driven. Uh, my background is... Uh, I worked for a car dealership for 27 years, so I know the importance of a title to a dealer, number one, and I also get that the importance to a constituent as well as uh, everyone knows or, or may not know, a title to a dealer is cash and a lot of dealers operate on you know their cash flow and so with the pandemic we were all sitting in a room and trying to figure out okay how do we do this how do we do that so we were instantly hit with how do we get dealers their titles in a timely manner and prior to me getting their digital titles ELT it had been talked about but I seen an open window here and I said okay here's their opportunity along with my team and I said let's Let's go. Let's go full throttle. And that's kind of what, you know, how it all came about really is, number one, again, me knowing that importance of of that title to a dealer, to an auction, to a wholesaler, lien holder. I mean, the, the whole network system, 
So, and with that, I'll let I'll turn it over to John and see if there's anything he'd like to add. Exactly. I mean, as he said, while we didn't necessarily close the offices, um, it was limited services, particularly there for about a month. Uh, we realized we can't do this. I mean, our title work started piling up. Our employees weren't necessarily in the building. You know, days turned to weeks, turned to months. And, you know, like he said, business can't operate like that. So we had to come up with a better solution. And we started talking to the industry partners uh, as we look at them to see what we could do better. You know, as he said, we had talked about digital titling, electronic titling. You know, we all use it interchangeably. But something that was better and more efficient and talking with the West Virginia Dealers Association uh, because we thought we were going to get pushback from that large group not knowing what it is you know and we were still trying to figure it out too um, but they were actually very receptive you know anything that was going to be quicker uh, but just the same kind of process just faster and with that you know we worked with everyone we got our vendor partner established for this system started going through what we need and all the different steps we we're going to take along the way because it's not something you could on day one roll it out and say here you go here's a digital title it's it's a multi-step more than one year process so we are still about middle ways uh, we've got some big things coming up that we're getting ready to launch that's going to enhance our project I guess you could say, to make it even more appealing to the different groups, but to also get it out in front of all the other states. So that, that's some of the next things. If I could add one thing, and I've said this in, at conferences and in meetings and stuff with other jurisdictions, and you may have even heard me say it, Ian, in order for this to work, you got to get, and I don't know the politics of every state, obviously, but you have to get your dealer association and your dealers on board. Uh, they drive, let's face it, they contribute to campaigns. They contribute to elections. So that helps. It, 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 it starts that wheel moving and that that i feel that that is key were you previously involved with the dealer association in your previous yes. life before yes. coming to very yeah. active yes so that a natural bridge a natural, natural door to bridge, open yes yeah. yeah so take me back so you've been on board for four years but how long in what part of this past four years did this really start in earnest where is it 2021 okay. uh, mid 2021 really got going so that's when our vendor was established um, which we already had a prior relationship with them doing other products for us mm -hmm. so that was an easy thing to deal with we didn't have to learn new people and all of that and they kind of knew what we wanted what we were looking at uh, they were new to this space too though I mean no one has a digital title so it's new to everybody uh, but we were reviewing Anvis take talking to different groups an ELT program was one of our initial things that we had to get stood up to get this working. So we were talking to those industry folks as well. Uh, it's not new to other states, but it was certainly very new to us. We didn't know anything about it. So we had to get those pieces of the puzzle at least incrementally going. Um, and then <clears throat> the legislative part of it, some of it 
we were already okay with our legislature in 2001 actually authorized electronic signatures in the state of West Virginia. So it's been on the books for a long time. A lot of states don't have that. Uh, so we didn't have to get over that hurdle, but we still needed legislative support um, for a couple tweaks we needed in some laws for some other projects this included. So they were very excited. And when we told them we can make our processes more efficient, their response to us was anything we can do to help. Sure. So essentially what we have done and again, I've been that dealer needing a title and having to wait 45 to 60 days on turning my money. I've been there. I have called and screamed at the DMV. So we have took that 45 to 60 days and there is at some points, not all points, but there are some points that we're processing titles in real time mm -hmm. and turning them over. To, I got a story. Last week, I talked to a dealer. Mm -hmm. He bought his wife a person, their personal car. He told his wife, he said, "I we'll get the title in a month, month or so. They bought it on Monday. They got their title in the mail Friday. Yeah, it, it's amazing how fast just the digital submission has sped up our process. So let's talk about that because, you know, I think people, you mentioned it earlier, John, how we use these terms interchangeably and lots of folks, there's some confusion. And we talk about a digital title. Uh, folks may be thinking it's just a digital record. And yet in your story, the punchline is it arrived in the mail, which means it's not digital. You're still producing. Right. So talk to me about the, which part of this process you've already got operational that is digital. Clearly at some point it's, it transitions to paper and maybe you're working on getting rid of that. We'll come to that next. Talk to me about what's already built and operational of where used to be paper and is no longer paper. The, the first big part was that di digital dealer submission. So it's that same normal out-of-state title, in-state title, whatever the case is, and the accompanying paperwork that would go with that. We used an already existing system that controlled our temporary registrations. We added some other things to that so dealers didn't have to learn a whole new process and allow them to attach their documents, the printed, signed, pen and ink signatures, to that system for us, and then it gets transitioned to us for review. So it's a digital submission, something that starts as a hard document, yep. gets scanned in, yep. and is submitted digitally. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then the dealer is required to maintain those records for a minimum of three years for our review and inspection. And digital submission, in this case, they're using a portal. It's not they're not yes. emailing it with PDF. No, no, it's it's, it's a DMV a portal <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Great. It's, okay. We've made it uniform across the board, whether they're using our system directly or they have a third-party provider that they go through. We have a few different dealers that use some other systems. We've allowed those systems to have an integration into our portal. So we, we work with whoever wants to work with us to make this work. You know, we're not saying no to people. We, we want everyone. We want everyone board. in the game. Yep. Exactly. It doesn't work unless everybody plays a part. So that was the first really big piece was that digital submission. And there's still people that are 
trying to understand the concept. We just started onboarding salvage companies, and one of them had a snafu, I guess, in their title clerk process where they were scanning the title to us, but they didn't fill it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. well, no, you got to fill that part out. That part hasn't changed. So, but the beauty of our system is before, when you submitted that wrong, it was fill out a letter, put it in the mail, mail it back uh, to back you. Back and forth. Hey, you yep. got to do this. They mail it back to us. It goes back in the pile of mail. Now it's type in the notice of what's missing, hit send, it instantly goes back to the dealer and says, hey, the DMV has rejected it for this reason, correct these errors, they correct them, it immediately goes back into the pool at the top of the line, it's a first first in, first out thing. But if the clerk who rejected it is still on staff on time that day, it would actually go back to that same clerk. They'll get a ping that it's back in the system. That's the one I just rejected. It goes right back in their work queue. So it allows us to see what our clerks are doing real time. I know how many titles they've processed. I know how many titles they've rejected. We actually have visibility before it was counting pieces of paper. How many titles did we process today? That sort of thing. So just that has already improved our processes. So they've now, they they approve it, whether it's back and forth or one way. And then at that point, the physical title is produced. It gets kicked into our queue. All titles are printed nightly. Uh, They can be printed right then if need be but generally it goes into a work queue that gets printed at night the next morning they're all put in the mail Uh, if there's a license plate attached to it the plate also goes out into the mail they go separately so a registration card gets printed that night with the title if that's the case Um, so it it made that much more streamlined Uh, with our ELT system that we have going of course those records just get transferred digitally we are not printing those titles anymore so it's you know, we've got a little over 250 lien holders signed up. Uh, we're working with some of the big third-party providers right now to get those direct integrations. We hope to have a couple of those guys here over the next month or so, which will add even more of the big banks into that system, which will help us tremendously with printing of those titles, not having to print them. <clears throat> so it just helps feed that data. Right. And so it sounds like the next phase you're working on, though, is in that in your story, you would not be mailing that title. There would be some, a different punchline. So we're looking at a hybrid of a secure title. So everybody thinks of that secure piece of paper. Here is your proof of ownership. So we're taking that thought process, still using a piece of paper, but we'll have identifying keys on it so that you can verify that that is true and accurate information real time to the West Virginia database. Whether you're an individual, another state, a car dealer, whatever the case may be, that is our current concept that we're working in so that we can slowly transition away from that paper. Mm -hmm. Um, You could print it real time. So you are the owner of a vehicle, you will log into your customer portal, your verified information, and you could trigger that print with a secure Mm -hmm. information that is verified by that third party. Um, It will have all the pertinent information that you can see, but the verification can come back to say, yes, this is West Virginia title, blah, 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 belongs to customer XYZ who is initiating your transaction. All of, and it has security features on it so that you can't just go to your copier and make 100 copies of it. When you go to verify it, it has a secure number on it that is regenerated every time it's printed. Mm-hmm. So it is unique to the one print where right now I can wash a secure title and 
Until I run it in the database, I don't know. I have no way of just looking at it and saying, yes, it's real. So that, that it's a new security feature. Um, so that is the next big piece of us getting away from paper that's going to launch here probably in about a month. Okay. So we, we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to be sharing with AMVA and the other 50 states of we're going to start a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think there, you know, there's a lot of conversation around even you know the, the next phase after that where it's not an electronic file you would have to print, but it's just an electronic record and yes. you never need to press the print icon anymore. Exactly. And our first step to that will be in-state. We are going to launch what we're dubbing the dealer vault. So when a customer comes into your car dealership and wants to trade in their car, and they have that paper West Virginia title, maybe, maybe they don't, maybe it's got a lien on it, has to get secured by the dealer, I will log into my customer portal. I, as a customer, am trading into Ian's Automobiles, this vehicle. You will go into the dealer vault where you will receive that information, verify this is the person in front of me, we're exchanging it for this monetary value, and you will receive that digital record. You don't have to physically have the title if you're selling it back into the state. Now, if you decide a customer comes from Virginia and buys the car, okay, we can trigger a title to be printed out of the dealer vault. The DMV will receive that request, print the title, hand it to you. Otherwise, it can live a digital life inside of West Virginia. When you sell it back to that West Virginia customer, they can receive it in their customer portal or the lien holder will receive the record electronically after we hit OK on our side for that transaction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so how important, I mean, it's a chicken and an egg, if you will, right? Because here you are trying to create something intrastate, mm -hmm. um, hoping that someday you can do it across state lines without printing. Exactly. Right? Um, yet that means there's going to be some, there's going to have to be some level of consistency or a way that even if states build it differently, they can interact with each other. Yes. So we are building our system in such a way that regardless of what X state does, we will be able to work with them. We will find a solution to be able to receive their product and we will work with them on however they need to receive our product. So we're fully intending to have to run into different things particularly initially until AMVA and, you know, there's an industry, here's what we're going to do kind of thing. Well, there's, there's a, um, uh, Eric Jorgensen from Arizona, who's also done work mm. in this space and other space. You know, he always talks about, about the, the excitement of being an early adopter is you're creating it. But the other thing is you may need to go back and adjust exactly. once everybody else catches exactly. up to be able to, you and, know, and we're fully just because you're that. first doesn't mean it's going to stay the yeah. way it's going to be. <laughs> we, we could be way off. Who knows? So yes, we're, we're fully under that. Yeah. Of, okay. We may have to tweak this. Right. So yes. And our vendors that we're working with, they fully understand that too. Yeah. So it's, you know, today this is what we're doing, but we may of have course. to change six months from now. Yeah. You know, if a bunch of states start coming online over the next year, I'm sure there's going to, if there's 20 different states, there's going to be 20 different ways of doing it. That's right. So <laughs> we have to be able to adapt and be nimble. Well, to with any new project or new undertaking, you have to have the willingness to back up and punt. Precisely. Change, change yes. on, I mean. That's right. Uh, change. Yeah. I mean, it's part, of life. part yeah. of life. And go on, fix it, move on. So 
speaking of the change, you know, you talked about from a dealer perspective of, you know, why it's important for their business process to have more efficiency, but yet it's still change. And I imagine there are some dealers that even though maybe it's more cash in hand, cash in hand, you know, versus changing behavior sometimes can be in conflict with each other. Uh, oh, I was met with some <laughs> resistance. I got several phone calls. Uh, Had a little campaign started against us with a few select entities that was, you know, eventually addressed and taken care of. But, but. again, <laughs> persistence. Look, this is the way it's going. Mm. This is the way we're going to do business. However, if you don't choose to do it this way, then I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know. Yeah, and I guess they don't have to. They don't have to use the portal. You, they so can still do the legacy we, process. We have actually never mandated any of this, yet. right? So we have strongly encouraged adoption. Mm, of course, uh, we have told our in-state dealers that you can mail it in. Mm -hmm. We don't let them walk into a regional office anymore. Oh, okay. So that that encouraged adoption, but we still offer the mail-in process. Of course. Now it's not as fast, obviously. It's right. through the mail, but. 95%, I would venture to say, they're or using it every day. I mean, there's uh, small little guys that sell 10 cars a year. Right. They don't have enough volume there's transaction. Not a, yeah. I mean, there's, there is a transaction fee, but the dealer doesn't have to pay that transaction and fee. They can be passed to the end user. Course, and I yeah. use this as, as a scenario to all, all the time when I'm talking to or met with resistance and people want to continue to mail them in. My wife is a U.S. postmaster. Hmm. Don't no, you you should never mail cash. Mm -hmm. It gets lost, stolen. Mm. What could someone do with that title mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if they got your title by mistake? We've been mailing titles for a gazillion years. As long as there's been titles, yeah, yeah. What? Think about it. it what could someone yeah. do with that title yeah. if they Awful got lot. it? Yeah. 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 This is much more secure. Of course. As are most things that are digital based. Exactly. Yeah. And and we and we fully are aware that, you know, with this change to digital, there'll be new things that come up. Right. With fraud different and different things. Fraud. Absolutely. Exactly. A whole different I mean, we, of digital fraud that's a different We don't frontier. have that criminal mindset, so we can't <laughs> think of every scenario. But they will. But they yeah, will. Yeah. They'll think of it for us. We that's don't right. have to worry about that. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're being mindful of that in every step of this process also. We don't want to make it easier for anyone to commit fraud. We want to make it easier for people to transact business in a quick manner. And the non-dealer stakeholders, the non-dealer customers, are they seeing the change? Are you getting any feedback so, or impact, or is it not really hit that It hasn't hit them yet. yet. Yeah. So I don't know the exact number, but it's a very high percentage of vehicles have liens on them, particularly new cars. So in West Virginia, it's a lien holder state, so the bank holds your title. Um, so you don't see the title as long as it's financed. You don't get it till the end of that. Or you trade it in and you never see it at all. Um, and if you trade cars like I do, <laughs> you never get a title. <laughs> exactly. So we haven't seen that yet. But we are launching our customer portal and opening up that casual sale, which will 
be that next step for us getting that digital title and that is when the individual in West Virginia will start seeing this process and that's going to come in later this summer into early fall and we will that be all that. Um, will it be mobile friendly as well as being on a you know yes. logging onto a so, laptop kind of deal yes so it will be a mobile app an actual that app. will be either through the DMV or through a web service through the DMV we're still working on all that um, we're getting ready. I don't want to speak out of turn, but we're looking at mobile registrations and that sort of thing. Uh, so it's all going to go hand in hand. Yeah. Well, once you start looking at that customer interface, it goes, well, what else is this customer? Exactly. What's the transactions that they're doing? It's usually not just a title at that time, yes. right? And, and we already have some online services. We do vehicle registration renewals sure. online, duplicate requests, that sort of thing. So. And we have thousands of those transactions every month. So a lot of people already do that kind of space. It's that not getting that piece of paper. Sure. That's the hesitancy that we will do a public campaign on right. of why this is better. Because there'll be a certain population that won't feel secure without having it in their hands. Like, oh, do, I really, do I really have a title to this vehicle if I can't touch exactly. it? Exactly. I don't have it. Do I have proof of ownership? Yeah. And that's where that document that they could print off that is not necessarily a title, but a receipt yeah or some states call them memorandum notices and different things so something along those lines we can still provide might be an in-between as you transition the culture to saying it's okay to rely on the electronic record only and we and we've had great support from uh our governor and our secretary of transportation who whom dmv falls under but and i think john will agree with this and not because of me, but three years ago, we couldn't, we were nowhere near anywhere in position to take on an undertaking like this. Yeah. West Virginia has advanced, I'm going to say 30 years in technology in the past three years. The program we're using today for vehicle records and driver records was introduced to the DMV in the mid 80s. So have you done, I go down this route, have you done an overall modernization that's been part so of this? Right now we're doing the vehicle side. Oh, okay. And then so this was built into the vehicle modernization yeah, project. All together. And then they're looking at working on a driver's driver license modernization. Driver modernization. Yeah. To eventually have that central. central that's exciting one id one ownership one customer focus exactly. this is a customer and i could see everything you're doing with exactly. us I that, look that's at our end goal. three separate databases to figure out what yes. ian has with west virginia exactly yeah so yeah. standardizing some of that information because today you could be ever fraser you could be e fraser you could be yeah. ever j fraser yeah tying all that Bring into one person together right. yeah. i'm shocked you knew all my names <laughs> <laughs> We won't go into all other set of aliases. That's exactly. For, that's yeah, that's the podcast. public. <laughs> yeah. John, how long have you been with the West Virginia? I've been DMV? with the agency nine years. Okay. So long enough to know the way around, but not not so long you're tied to the way it's been done exactly. for too long. And that certainly helps. Yeah. I mean, I have the manager right under me. She's been with our agency almost 40 years. Uh, but even she is excited about this process that's and excellent. change. And. To elaborate some on that, me coming from the private sector, yeah. Well, I wasn't used to all the "hang on, we got to do it this way" sure. type mentality. When we come up with an idea, 
Dang it, I yeah. want it done do it. yesterday. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, well, we've got, And I you know, think that was welcomed with, honestly, open arms. Yeah. Uh, I'm used to moving and... Uh, being I, slow I, for slow's sake. Right. Right. Well, it's a, it's a, and it's a good compliment intention. Sometimes, you know, you can't always move oh, as they, quickly they as you want. They reel me in every now and then. Right. But, you know, also, you know, it's good to have, you know, some procurement protocols and, you know, things that you want to do. And it, Keeps us out it of creates trouble. a good balance. That's great. Well, let me rephrase that. They reel me in quite often. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good good combination. But, but it is a, a nice to have that different perspective. Yeah. So it adds, you know, you're in government. Government has to do it this way. Right. Okay, maybe it does, but maybe it doesn't. Right. Maybe we're just doing it that way because that's the way we know to do it. Maybe right. we could look at it a different avenue or have a different take on it and that's say, right. well, let's let's go this route instead. Cool. So that, it does help. That's great. Well, uh, anything else? I know you guys are talking about this project often, a lot. You know, when you're talking to other people about it, are there any other highlights of it we haven't touched on that you would say, you know, if I'm talking about what we've done on this space, I really want to make sure we include X. I mean, that's the biggest, some of the biggest things we've got going right now until we get a little closer to saying this is what our digital project is going to look like and be. I think that's some of the bigger things. I think I can sum it up. X is yet to be determined. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're kind of figuring this out as we go as well. I mean, we're one of the first. Yep. Yep. There's uh, a, yep. So... It's just trying to get that take from all the different industry points to say, here's what we think it may be. Have we had bumps? Yes. Have we had roadblocks? Yes. Are we still trying to figure it out? Are we still trying to figure it out? To some degree, yes. So what's that one roadblock lesson that if others were starting on the journey, you'd say, ah, if someone told me to beware of this, I might have gone about that part a little bit I don't know about a, a specific thing. It's just being open-minded and don't don't have here's what i'm going to do right because it you just need to may be able not to, work yeah. you need to be able to pivot just a little a little improvisation mm -hmm. along the way right. yeah right. Don't, and the other thing that we done with legislation particularly is we didn't try to make it narrow to hamstring us later down the road we yeah. wanted it to be broad to say yes you yes. can do this enabling to go and do it but not prescriptive on how you're going to exactly do it. because again it's not been defined yet yeah so yeah. that, that, that is helping us long-term as we come up with, didn't think about this process. Sure. How can we do that? No, we're covered. We right. don't have to worry about that. We right. can come up with something. And right. I will tell anybody, I mean, hunt us down at an ANVA event. Don't call me. Call John. I always tell everybody <laughs> that. Uh, but, I mean, we would be more than happy to sit down and talk to any jurisdiction to give them our ideas, our takes, what has happened to us along the way, and what we're thinking about in the future. What we're thinking about in the future, as uh, we stated earlier, the more jurisdictions that we can get to get on board, the better off I think we're all going to be in the future. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a wonderful note to wrap this up on. Gentlemen, I really appreciate you spending some time with me to chat about this. We'll look forward to seeing how the project progresses and get some more updates in the future. Absolutely. All we'll right. look forward and to giving you some more information yeah. in the future. And before we close, I'd like to thank Virginia for hosting AMVA Region 2 Conference. Uh, it's been a great event, and I would encourage anyone, if you're just listening, 
if you had not had a had the opportunity to come to a AMBA event, I would strongly encourage it. You learn a lot. Oh, appreciate that. Appreciate that very much, Everett. Thank you. Thank you all for listening this week. Thanks to our producers, Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Till next week, everyone, stay well. Thank you for joining us for AmbaCast, hosted by Ian Grossman, produced by Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin, music by Gibson Arthur. This episode was brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America. Visit us at amvacast.podbean.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.